Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, a podcast of Worship Center. We know just how hard it is to read God's Word and understand it, so we decided to read the Bible chronologically this year and talk about it together. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey guys, welcome to God's Whole Story. My name is Ryan. I am here with Chelsea, and today we are looking at Joshua 12. We're starting there. Um, So Chelsea, as we were reading through stuff, like what did you notice? What was interesting to you? Well, a lot of it isn't interesting to me. <laughs> Ooh, scandal. <laughs> well, it's dividing up land, which I get confused with directions. Um, but what was interesting to me is Caleb's kind of reappearance in this book. Um, Caleb comes and he's like, hey, Joshua, I'm 85 years old, just like you. <laughs> but I was thinking, like, these are the only two old men in this community. That's Everybody it. Everybody else died. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Um, but... I love Caleb's request because he talks about the land that he wants, and he admits that there are, again, descendants of Anak there, which we know are giants, big giant men, Um, and everyone else was scared of them. Those 10 spies were scared of them, and Caleb requests this land that he saw before, and he's 85 years old. He's, like, not scared. He's like, I can still do this, Um, and he doesn't want, like, an easy way out. He's not like, hey, give me that um, cushy... uh, paradise in wherever <laughs> with the palm trees and the springs. He's like, no, I'm like willing to work for um, the land that I want. And I just think that's super interesting because Joshua is the same age and the Lord was like, Hey, you're old <laughs> time for you to take a break. Um, and Caleb was like, Hey, I'm going to keep going. Anyway, I thought that was really interesting. I, I definitely like that we hear from Caleb because I think a lot of times we just think about Joshua. Like, oh, yeah. Joshua, what a great leader. And mm-hmm. Caleb's like, hey, I'm here too. I'd like my land he's now, He's probably please. still fighting from like what he said. Oh, he's definitely still fighting. He's like one of the Israelite warriors just doing his thing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. When I'm 85, I just, I just hope that I, don't I, have, I have an easier life. <laughs> I like how he frames the story that we've already heard. Uh, the Lord sent me to spy out Canaan. I returned and gave an honest report, but my brothers who went with me frightened the people from entering the land. Um, for my whole, for my part, I wholeheartedly followed the Lord my God. Hmm. Like, it's pretty cool that Caleb can say with confidence, I wholeheartedly followed the Lord that day. Yeah, and he's like— not I love af- that kind of stuff. He's like not afraid to say, hey, like the Lord promised me something. Yeah. And like— it's time. There's confidence there. There's faith there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, there's wisdom. So it's cool to hear from Caleb. Um, this group of chapters, I was like reading in a commentary about this. This is called uh, the allotments of land for next several chapters. So exciting. So we get lots of assignments of land. We get lots of directions. We get north, south, east, west, rivers, valleys, uh, the mountains. I'd rather read the law over and over and over again. <laughs> um, so this is this is definitely some readings that seem like, okay, great. I'm glad they all know where they belong now. And it, it <laughs> is a little bit that way. This would have been very important to them because it was defining like where their tribes lived and existed. Mm-hmm. Um, and to the original audience, like this is not – ancient history with a bunch of goofy names that we don't understand. This is like, and you get Harrisburg to Philadelphia Mm -hmm. up to Lancaster, which directionally does not make sense at all. (laughs) But they're, they're hearing this and this is valuable because this is like where their people are allowed to settle the towns that they're allowed to live in. um, And they're hearing this is like, okay, this is where we're going to be. Yeah. And the thing I always remind myself of whenever we reach a point in our scripture reading where there's lots of names Mm -hmm. 
is that like the Lord cares for individuals. Mm-hmm. Like he, these are people that we might, we might never see their names again in the Bible, but the Lord loved them and cared about them. And it was important enough that they are in the word of God. And so I just think about how, how much God cared for these people and how much he still cares for us today as individuals. One more thing, um, we are introduced in this reading to Othniel, who is going to be the very first judge in Judges. I did not make this connection ever before reading this, where I was like, I saw his name and I was like, that sounds really familiar. He's one of the first judges. He is the first judge. A little bit of a preview of what's to come. Yeah, and he is in Caleb's family, Mary's Caleb's daughter. So I think that's pretty cool. Again, like kind of seeing how Caleb lived his life, and now Othniel is going to be one of those righteous men that um, helps Israel and helps lead Israel eventually. Pretty cool stuff. (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We will see you again tomorrow. Bye. See ya. Today we're reading from Joshua chapter 12, starting in verse 7. The following is a list of the kings that Joshua and the Israelite armies defeated on the west side of the Jordan, from Baal Gad in the valley of Lebanon to Mount Halak, which leads up to Ser. Joshua gave this land to the tribes of Israel as their possession, including the hill country, the western foothills, the Jordan Valley, the mountain slopes, the Judean wilderness, and the Negev. The people who lived in the region were the Hittites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. These are the kings that Israel defeated. The king of Jericho, the king of Ai near Bethel, the king of Jerusalem, the king of Hebron, the king of Jermuth, the king of Lachish, the king of Eglon, the king of Gezir, the king of Debir, the king of Gedir, the king of Hormah, the king of Arad, the king of Libna, the king of Ajalam, the king of Mekda, the king of Bethel, the king of Tapua, the king of Hefer, the king of Ephek, the king of Lesharon, the king of Madan, the king of Hazor, the king of Shimron Meron, the king of Aksaf, the king of Tanakh, the king of Megiddo, the king of Kadesh, the king of Jachneum and Carmel, the king of Dor in the town of Nephoth Dor, the king of Goyim and Gilgal, the king of Tirzah. In all, 31 kings were defeated. When Joshua was an old man, the Lord told him, You are growing old, and much land remains to be conquered. This is the territory that remains. All the regions of the Philistines and the Gershurites, and the larger territory of the Canaanites, extending from the stream of Shehor to the border of Egypt, northward to the boundary of Ekron. It includes the territory of the five Philistine rulers of Gaza, Ashdod, Ashkelon, Gath, and Ekron. The land of the Avites in the south also remains to be conquered. In the north, the following area has not yet been conquered. All the land of the Canaanites, including Mira, which includes the Sidonians stretching northward to Aphek on the border of the Amorites, the land of the Gebelites and all of Lebanon mountain area to the east, from Baal Gad below Mount Hermon to Libo Hamath, and all the hill country from Lebanon to Misarapath Maim, including the land of the Sidonians. I myself will drive these people out of the land ahead of the Israelites. So be sure to give this land to Israel as a special possession, just as I have commanded you. Include all this territory as Israel's possession when you divide this land among the nine tribes and the half-tribe of Manasseh. 
Half the tribe of Manasseh and the tribes of Reuben and Gad had already received their grants of land on the east side of the Jordan. For Moses, the servant of the Lord, had previously assigned the land to them. Their territory extended from Aror to the edge of the Arnon Gorge, including the town in the middle of the gorge, to the plain beyond Merdeba as far as Dibon. It also included the towns of King Sihon of the Amorites, who had reigned in Heshbon and extended as far as the borders of Ammon. It included Gilead, the territory of the kingdoms of Gershur, and Makkah, all the Mount Hermon, all of Bashan, as far as Salakah, and all the territory of King Og of Bashan, who had reigned in Ashtaroth and Idre. King Og was the last of the Rephites, and Moses had attacked them and driven them out. But the Israelites failed to drive out the people of Gershur and Makkah, so they continue to live among the Israelites to this day. Moses did not assign any allotment of land to the tribe of Levi. Instead, as the Lord had promised them, their allotment came from the offerings burned on the altar of the Lord, the God of Israel. Moses had assigned the following area to the clans of the tribe of Reuben. Their territory extended for Ariar on the edge of the Arnon Gorge, including the town in the middle of the gorge, to the plain beyond Medeba. It included Heshbon and the other towns on the plain, Dibon, Bamothbal, Beth Baal Mion, Jehaz, Kademoth, Mephoth, Kiriathim, Sibma, Zerah Shahar, on the hill above the valley, Beth Peor, the slopes of Pigsah, and Beth Jeremioth. The land of Reuben is also included, all the towns of the plain of the entire kingdom of Sihon. Sihon was the Amorite king who had reigned in Heshbon and was killed by Moses along with the leaders of Midian, Evi, Rechem, Zur, Hur, and Reba, princes living in the region who were allied with Sihon. The Israelites had also killed Balaam son of Beor, who used magic to tell the future. The Jordan River marked the western boundary of the tribe of Reuben. The towns and their surrounding villages in the area were given as a homeland to the clans of the tribe of Reuben. Moses had assigned the following area to the clans of the tribe of Gad. Their territory included Jazir, all the towns of Gilead, and half the land of Ammon, as far as the town of Ariar, just west of Rabbah. It extended from Heshbon to Ramah Mizpah to Bet-Tanim to Manahim to the territory of Lodabar. In the valley where Beth-Haram, Beth-Nimrah, Sukoth, Zaphon, and the rest of the kingdom of King Sihon of Heshbon, the western boundary ran along the Jordan River, extended as far north as the tip of the Sea of Galilee, and then turned eastward. The towns and their surrounding villages in this area were given as a homeland to the clans of the tribe of Gad. Moses had assigned the following area to the clans of the half-tribe of Manasseh. Their territory extended from Mananame, including all of Bashan, all the former kingdoms of King Og, and the sixty towns of Jer of Bashan. It also included half of Gilead and King Og's royal cities of Ashtaroth and Idri. All this was given to the clans of the descendants of Mekir, who was Manasseh's son. These are the allotments Moses had made while he was on the plains of Moab across the Jordan River east of Jericho. But Moses gave no allotment of land to the tribe of Levi, for the Lord the God of Israel had promised that he himself would be their allotment. 
The remaining tribes of Israel received land in Canaan as allotted by Eleazar, the priest, Joshua, son of Nun, and the tribal leaders. These nine and a half tribes received their grants of land by means of sacred lots in accordance with the Lord's commands through Moses. Moses had already given a grant of land to the two and a half tribes on the east side of the Jordan River, but he had given the Levites no such allotment. The descendants of Joseph had become two separate tribes, Manasseh and Ephraim. And the Levites were given no land at all. Only towns to live in was surrounding pasture lands for their livestock and all their possessions. So the land was distributed in strict accordance with the Lord's commands to Moses. A delegation from the tribe of Judah, led by Caleb's son of Jephunun the Kenizzite, came to Joshua at Gilgal. Caleb said to Joshua, Remember what the Lord said to Moses, the man of God, about you and me when we were at Kadesh Barnea. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to explore the land of Canaan. I returned and gave an honest report, but my brothers who went with me frightened the people from entering the promised land. For my part, I wholeheartedly followed the Lord my God. So that day Moses solemnly promised me the land of Canaan on which you were just walking will be your grant of land and that your descendants forever because you wholeheartedly followed the Lord my God. Now, as you can see, the Lord has kept me alive and well, as he promised for all these 40 years since Moses made this promise, even while Israel wandered in the wilderness. Today, I'm 85 years old. I am strong now as I was when Moses sent me on that journey, and I can still travel and fight as well as I could then. So give me the hill country that the Lord promised me. You will remember that as scouts, we found the descendants of Anak living there in great walled towns. But if the Lord is with me, I will drive them out of the land just as the Lord said. So Joshua blessed Caleb's son of Jephunneh and gave Hebron to him as his portion of land. Hebron still belongs to the descendants of Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, because he wholeheartedly followed the Lord, the God of Israel. Previously, Hebron had been called Kiriath Arba. It had been named after Arba, a great hero of the descendants of Anak, and the land had rest from war. The allotment for the clans of the tribe of Judah reached southward to the border of Edom, as far south as the wilderness of Zin. The southern boundary began at the south bay of the Dead Sea, ran south of Scorpion Pass into the wilderness of Zin, and then went south of Kadesh Barnea to Hezron. Then it went up to Adar, where it turned toward Karka. From there it passed Asmon until it finally reached the brook of Egypt, which is followed by the Mediterranean Sea. This was their southern boundary. The eastern boundary extended along the Dead Sea to the mouth of the Jordan River. The northern boundary began at the bay where the Jordan River empties into the Dead Sea. Went up from there to Beth Hogla, then proceeded north to Beth Araba to the stone of Bohan. Bohan was Reuben's son. From that point, it went through the valley of Achor to Debir, turning north toward Gilgal, which is across from the slopes of Adamim at the south of En Shemesh and onto En Robel. The boundary then passed through the valley of Ben Hammam along the southern slopes of the Jebusites, where the city of Jerusalem is located. Then it went west to the top of the mountain above the valley of Hinnom and onto the northern end of the valley of Rephim. From there, the boundary extended from the top of the mountain to the spring at the waters of Nephtoah, and from there to the towns on Mount Ephron. Then it turned toward Bela, that is Kiriath-Jerim. 
the boundary circled west of Bela to Mount Seir, passed along to the town of Kesselon onto the northern slope of Mount Jerem, and went down to Beth Shemesh and on to Timnah. The boundary then proceeded to the slope of the hill north of Ekron, where it turned towards Shikaron and Mount Bela. It passed Jebneel and ended at the Mediterranean Sea. The western boundary was the shoreline of the Mediterranean Sea. These are the boundaries of the clans of the tribe of Judah. The Lord commanded Joshua to assign some of Judah's territory to Caleb, son of Jephna. So Caleb was given the town of Kiriath Arba, that is Hebron, which has been named after Anak's ancestor. Caleb drove out the three groups of Anakites, the descendants of Shesha, Ahimam, and Talmai, the sons of Anak. From there, he went on to fight against the people living in the town of Debir, formerly called Kiriath Saphir. Caleb said, I will give my daughter Aksa in marriage to the one who attacks and captures Kiriath Saphir. Othniel, the son of Caleb's brother Kanaz, was the one who conquered it, so Aksa became Othniel's wife. When Aksa married Othniel, she urged him to ask her father for a field. As she got down off her donkey, Caleb asked her, What's the matter? She said, Give me another gift. You have already given me land in the Negev. Now please give me the springs of water too. So Caleb gave her the upper and lower springs. Hey guys, this is Ryan, and I hope you are getting a lot out of God's whole story. Uh, it means a lot to us, even as we are reading through God's Word every single day in the order that it happened. Um, if you want to go ahead and follow us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at God's Whole Story Podcast. Uh, we would love it if you would share this thing with your friends or people that you know, or just share what's sticking out to you. Uh, you can either send us a DM, or you could actually email us at podcast at worshipcenter.org. You can email us if you have any questions, if something stuck out to you, if you'd like us to pray for you, and if you want a Bible, if you don't have one right now, or if you want a copy of the one that we're using to go through God's whole story, we'd be happy to send that to you. So go ahead and reach out to us in any way that you'd like. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day.